Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Is everybody ready? It's Thirsty Thursday. Happy Thursday. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. It is The Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. I am here in Vineyard at the brand new Little Caesars location. We'll talk about it throughout the show. Austin Horton back at our Vivint Smart Home Arena Carrier Zone Studios. Uh, of course, running the ship today and safely social distancing from Casa de Monson. The one, the only... Gordon Monson. Gordon, hello. Hello, Jake. Uh, now, what you're going to be doing during the show today is smelling those beautiful pizza fumes. Well, yes and no, actually, Gordon. That's a, that's a complicated thing at the moment, actually. Is it? Uh, so you say. In fact, how do I sound? How do I sound? Do I sound okay? You sound a little rough. Well, I am speaking to you through a finely crafted cloth mask. Mm. Now, here's why. Because we're inside and, uh, and Little Caesars, you know, these locations, Gordon, you've been to a bunch of them. They're a little bit, uh, they're a little bit on the smallish side. Uh-huh. So I want to make sure that everybody feels comfortable because I do believe in wearing a mask when you're inside in a closed space where you can't social distance. But I think... I think we're going to move it outside during the break. I think I'm going to I'm going to sweat it out outside, and then I can uh, broadcast the show mask free. But we were just talking about it with Andy, the general manager here, and uh, I think we're going to move it outside in a bit. So, so that's are the you story? Are you properly dressed for the heat? Uh, I got some I got some Tommy Bahama shorts on and <laughs> uh, a golf shirt that that breathes quite well. Oh, good. So Perfect. yeah, I think I'll I'll be fine in the heat. We have the. Uh, the the zone tent i'm sure i'm looking at kyle right now i I, you know i say we should get that up we should we should probably get that up uh so yeah so that's that's the plan gordon we're just trying to you know in this world where where things are a little bit different and we're just trying to figure things out uh the zone and our remotes are no different so we're just figuring it out so bear with me in this first segment here i'm going to to come at you masked is that weird uh, no, no. Better to be safe, and uh, I appreciate the gesture on your part, and that's uh, that's uh, that's a good move by you. Uh, well, plus we, I, uh, I, go ahead. Sorry. Oh no, I was just going to add. Plus, we want our listeners to come by, and I want our listeners to feel comfortable. So, five fifty north, five fifty four north Mill Road here in Vineyard. Come on by and see us. It's right off the freeway. I've never been to this development, Gordon, but it's beautiful. We'll talk about it throughout the show. All right, continue. I'm sorry. I don't know what any of this means, but uh, I'll say it anyway. I think that uh, the big show needs to be playing only conference games from here on out. 
What? Yeah, what, a, <laughs> what does that mean? No more know. pickup games against Hans no. and Scotty? That's just that's what everybody else is doing. So, you know, let's all follow the Big Ten's lead. And I and you know what I get it and we'll get to the the Big Ten news that'll be our our split story of the day we'll we'll lead with that today and what that could possibly mean for uh, the rest of of college football but we do have a lot to talk about because Gordon I liked your column thought it was good your Larry Scott column today it is up sltrib.com and I think it's worthy of discussion so we're going to get to your column today big announcement with uh, with high school sports you heard Rob Cuff on with Hanson Scotty. Uh, that is worthy of conversation. And, oh, yeah, the Jazz are only uh, part of this grand societal experiment that we're calling the bubble. That is worthy of conversation as well. Yes, uh, lots to get to today. You know, it's funny because uh, I read that Walt Disney World is opening up. I mean, it, it seems like, you know, what, what, what else can you really do when you have record uh, pandemic spread in Florida other than to open up a massive uh, amusement park where people will be jammed into into places together. That that's, makes perfect sense to me. That seems like a, a grand idea. Well, hopefully they're not jamming anybody anywhere. <laughs> but, but I, yeah, I get you. There are, there are some hot topics of the day out there. On a personal note, though, Gordon, how's it going? You doing well? You, yeah, you, doing well. You, are your, your spirits high? Well, spirits are good. Uh, uh, Family is good. Thanks for asking. It's a beautiful summer day here in Utah, and uh, good and hot, and uh, but not uh, oppressive. Just uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, look at the bright side because we what? will unfortunately have to look at some of the less than bright side today during the show. But as far as people personally, we hope they can uh, have a little bounce in their step and have have a, a you know. A, uh, kind of a light attitude. Well, well, tell me this: what what movie did you end up watching last night? Because I'm I'm doing this experiment where does your mood reflect the movie you watched last night? If it's uplifting, are you in a, a joking mood? If it's serious, are you in a serious mood? Well, I I did not watch a movie last night. Oh, so. okay. Mm-mm. What did you do I, it, to uh, it, it, occupy it, it, your time? A little croquet. Uh, had uh, had a little food out on the back deck and uh, enjoyed uh, being outside. Well, that's nice. It is. You know what? It is good to be outside that time of day. Nice and mm-hmm. uh, the the weather's nice and beautiful. Good. Well, good for you. You feeling good then? Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm uh, chomping at the bit. How about you? Fr- How about Austin? How's everybody doing today? You guys, you all all right? Well, I, I'll speak for me. Uh, I'm doing great because I'm in Vineyard. I. Uh, this this is nice. It's uh, it's fun to come out in these times, and uh, I, I'm doing well. Family and is Vineyard good. Is is Vineyard not the fastest growing city in America or something? It oh, might be. And I tell you what, it it there's a lot of construction going on out here, Gordon. I'll mm-hmm. tell you. And this this little Caesar's location is is prime right in convenient in the middle of it. It's pretty cool. I mean, there's a. Uh, I'm looking uh, out across the parking lot at a Miller Megaplex movie theater, uh, which is brand spanking new and gorgeous. So it's cool. Yeah, I like it. I'm glad to be out here. Oh, good. Well, make sure you have some of that delicious pizza. Oh yeah, I'm taking home some pizza. Don't you worry, buddy. And, and you know what? Uh, when when the wife found out I was coming out to Little Caesars, I was instructed not to come home unless I had uh, crazy bread. <laughs> Okay, so let me ask you a question about the proper way to eat a pizza. 
Is it okay to eat pizza with a knife and a fork? Uh, well, what type of pizza? Again, we brought up the Chicago style yesterday. I mean, that of, of requirement to eat with a knife and a fork, basically. <laughs> but are we talking like, like a, a are we are we talking a a Little Caesars hot and ready? Yeah, and that is that is best consumed uh, by hand, sir. Now, do you have to eat it from the center out, or is it okay to eat the crust first? Uh, you know what I. I I think you got to go center out because doesn't the crust give you kind of a handle of sorts? <laughs> See, this is why I asked, Jake. You've got it down to it. It's not even a science. It's an art form with you. Is it okay to fold the slice in any oh. way, shape, or form? Yes, if it's a thin crust, traditional New York style, the fold is perfectly appropriate because that's the most, um, you know, it, it, it you can't have it. When it's flat and you're trying to hold it up, that thin, thin crust kind of bends downward, ah. if you know what I mean. So you, if you need to prop it up with the fold, perfectly appropriate. Uh, so, Austin, do you, do you agree with, uh, with Jake? So far, I'm on board with Jake uh, so far all the way, except I, even with the casserole pizza there in Chicago, it's, it still feels and looks odd to be eating a pizza with fork and knife. But I'll say this. During a pandemic... You eat your pizza or whatever else, however yeah. you want to eat it to make you feel comfortable. <laughs> Good call. No judgment here. Yeah, they just consume <laughs> said pizza. I got a powerful uh, Blend it and drink it. I don't care. All of a sudden, guys. I, 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 you know what I had uh, for lunch today? Pizza? pizza? Little Caesars lunch combo. Yeah. Oh, look at yeah. You. See, Austin hey, knew hey, we were going to hey. be talking about it all day. So he's like, I'm going to do a little preemptive strike and just uh, polish off a pizza for lunch. I just wanted to make sure they still were tasty. No, that's good. Good news. They're great. Gotta, uh, gotta confirm that once in a while. <laughs> Jake, I might have to. I might have to have you bring me uh, one of those uh, beautiful pizzas. Uh, sure, buddy. Sure, be happy to. That sounds fake. What? What sounds fake? My yeah, response? sure. Yeah, be right there. No, that's just the mask, Austin. Oh. That's just the mask confusing the message. No, I, uh, Gordon, I'd be happy to bring <laughs> pizza. You let me know. Text me what you want. Okay. All right, buddy. All right. And, and you'll, you'll you're having a good day, and you're going to continue to have a good day with a little, little a little Caesars for dinner. So oh, sounds uh, good to me. I mean, then all you got to do is all you got to do is start talking about it, and don't you work up a powerful appetite? Man, that sounds good. I, it's been a while since I've had good pizza. Oh, and I tell you this, I think every time we come here, uh, it there's such nostalgia in Little Caesars pizza for me. It, it, you know, it just tastes like a buddy's birthday party when you were 12 years old. You know what I mean? It just it just automatically takes me back to the good days where, man, uh, uh, Little Caesars pizza pie was pretty much the greatest thing on earth. I thought you were going to go to the college years, you know, when you were. Oh, plenty was down. consumed then, too. Yes, that's what I figured. <laughs> oh, man. So come see us again. We're in Vineyard. Here's the uh, the address, 554 North Mill Road. But really, we're just west of the Megaplex. I mean, the Megaplex is, if you if you don't see the Megaplex from the freeway, you ain't looking. So come by and uh, come by and see us and certainly grab a, a pizza. And Little Caesars is, uh, they're, they're excited, Gordon. They're going to continue the promotion that they've been doing all year, that when the Jazz win, you win uh, with Little Caesars. So we'll talk about that throughout the show as well. All right, jazz, you brought it up. Uh, jazz, jazz having their first practice today. How about that? Yeah, I'll tell ready. you, it's got 
got to be weird down there. Uh, they're they're going through the the initial phase where everything's new. I wonder how I wonder how quickly that turns into like excruciating monotony. What do you think? Like a like a week? Oh no, those guys will find ways to entertain themselves. But how long until like the initial newness of it all wears off? Yeah, like we all yeah. we we've all had that, right? It's like we're, your we're, freshman year in college, Jake. You're excited for a week and a half, and then the next three and a half years, you are just can't wait to get out of there. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, it's absolutely true. No, I, I, I enjoyed my college years. And no, I just think, think, just think you about go, COVID. You go, for, you go from a new environment where there is the excitement, but there's also the uh, unfamiliarity. And so once you get into your routine and you get into, you start to recognize your surroundings and there's a, there might be comfort that comes along with that. So, Well, think about it this way, Gordon. Think about the beginning of, the, uh, of COVID way back in, in March or, or the beginning of the, the extreme response to it anyway. And uh, remember the first couple of weeks, they were like, oh, this is weird, but I can stay home. You bet. I'm watching a lot of movies. Michael Jordan has a new documentary. This isn't so bad. This is pretty cool. How long until that turned into, if I don't leave my front door in the next five minutes, I am going to absolutely lose my mind? Like two weeks? Yeah, but I had an, I had, mine was the opposite. Uh, I uh, When it first started, I was considering the possibilities, and that was heavy on my mind i i didn't think oh wow this is kind of cool i never had that feeling oh you know what i'm saying like the zoom calls were cute for a minute where you're still like hey i'm still staying in touch with <laughs> my, my neighbors funny background. Is, i'm not saying anybody wasn't taking it seriously i'm just saying like a new situation where you're like oh there's some newness here like all right this is uh this is something different i'm staying home you know i'm 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 doing my my Zoom meeting with my pajama pants still on, and I got a funny background. <laughs> Until it's like, wow, I just wanna, I just wanna not do any more of these, please. How See, long did that? I, did... I I thought at that time I was concerned about people's welfare, uh, but if you had told me that it would be worse in July than it was in March, that would have greatly concerned me, and it is. So right, well. that's not exactly a happy thought, but uh, uh, I'm 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 a little bit surprised that it has it has not gotten better. In fact, in our state, it's much worse. And, well, I just uh, want that's that's a pity. I just want to make you or thank you for making me feel bad about not apparently well, being concerned uh, about people. Here, at the beginning. Okay, here's my thing, and I've been on this before, and then I'll get off it because I want to think happier thoughts today, and we got lots to get to. But I don't understand why we have headlines about record numbers of people coming down with the coronavirus. And then you have right next to it a headline that the legislature is refusing to do anything about it. I, it's just like, why can't we do something about it? Why can't we do something to make it better? Uh, it, it, doing the same old thing has proven to not be a good idea. So I, I'm, I'm a little confused by the way some so-called leaders are approaching a problem that needs to be solved, and it's not being solved. It's getting worse. All right, I'm done with that. Uh, let's talk about the Big Ten. Austin, let's get to the split story of the day. Two guys, two topics. 
Two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Joining us now on the Sprint Special Guest Line from CBS Sports, one of the best in college football. It's Dennis Dodd right here on the Zone Sports Network. As we look back one year from today, uh, how much fallout, how much damage? Will there be any schools that are untouched as far as their athletic departments are concerned? And guys, I got to go. There's breaking news from the office. But um, give me your question again. I'm trying to field calls here. Yeah, no worries. Hey, we'll let you go, Dennis. Yeah, just go ahead, Dennis. Yeah. We appreciate it, man. Okay. Thanks yeah, for joining us. Stop breaking. Okay. Uh, you got it. Dennis Dodd right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network from uh, CBS Sports. And I think uh, the uh, breaking news he's getting is the uh, Big Ten uh, announcing that it's going to go conference only. They have not. I don't think they've made it official as of yet, but it's it's coming down here pretty quick that uh, the the Big Ten will be a conference only football season this year. All right, that is indeed the news. Uh, there are multiple reports out there. The Big Ten decided conference only season for all fall sports, including football. We're not exactly sure. How that exactly will look, Gordon, but that's uh, kind of one of the first dominoes to fall uh, in this direction. I guess I don't understand fully what the purpose of it is. I get the two major components or ideas behind it. One, uh, limit travel, and two, uh, the the non-uniform methods and uh, frequencies of testing. Uh, and that's the big one to me. But doesn't that seem like that would be solvable? I, I mean, we've talked about it in the past. Why can't you, why can't the schools that you're going to play against, if they have the same testing protocol that you do, or can't you match those up? Especially when you have Oregon playing, say, Ohio State. Can't I mean, these are two major conferences you'd think they'd be able to unify their testing processes and quite frankly some of the travel within the Big Ten is farther than it would be for say Iowa and Iowa State to play so uh, the travel thing doesn't make sense to me and it seems like the major programs with the funding to be able to do the testing if if you unify that and make it uniform why can't you do that? Uh, I don't think you can make it uniform. Uh, Why I don't not? think it's, it requires too many people, too many universities, too many governments to be on the same page. Well, all right? you got to do is say, okay, we're going to test three times a week. Uh, can't, can't everybody do that efficiently and effectively? Probably not. And, and what if somebody, what if a different university doesn't feel like that's necessary? Well, then, then don't play them. But if they are willing to do it and they are on the same foundational point there, why, why, why isn't that solvable? Because I, for the reason I just, I just mentioned, what, what, too, too, why too many you, voices. Why I, don't, I don't think what you're, you're, you're suggesting is realistic. It's realistic why? in the NBA because you have a one governing body that can get, uh, basically unify a limited amount of voices to pull it off. The voices are times a thousand in college sports, and, I know, and frankly, but instead of about, instead if, of twenty-two teams, we're talking about one hundred and thirty in football alone. Right, but if you're talking about Ohio State and Oregon, 
two major programs with major funding. Why can't why can't uh, Oregon call up Oregon? I mean, Ohio State and Ohio State call up Oregon and say, "Okay, this is our requirement. If we're going to play this game, then you have to test three times a week." Okay, that's what we'll do, so we can play this game. What's the matter with that? But what if how, they how is don't... that any how is that any less safe than playing a team inside your conference? I don't think safety is the point. What is the point? The point is, how do you get everybody on the same page to play a football game? And managing 12 universities and managing 130-whatever universities is, is much different on a difficulty scale. Well, you don't, have so, to man- you don't have to manage 130. You have to manage you, your program, your conference schools, and just the couple of schools that you're playing out of conference. And if their standards don't meet yours? But, well, then don't play them. But if they do, then play them. I, I don't think it's that easy. But if it is, why aren't they doing it? I don't know. I haven't been able to figure that out. I haven't been able to find an answer to it. Because I, in some cases, uh, I mentioned this a long time ago, Alabama is supposed to play USC and watch for the Pac-12 to follow suit with the Big Ten. But if, if, if Alabama is supposed to play SC in Texas, I mean – that that road trip for the Trojans is, I mean, Arizona travels farther to play Washington, and that's in conference. So, if you if you can match up the protocols, I'm, I'm not sure I understand why you got to cancel it. I, I think you're, the sentence you just said, if you can match up the protocols, I think that's much more difficult than what you're talking about. What what's okay? Explain to me why it's so difficult. Because that political, uh, the, that political stuff you were talking about with Utah is pervasive in other parts of the country. And in well, I- other parts of the country, a different take is pervasive, let alone the counties and the cities where these things are happening. Uh, it, it seems to me like that's something you can look into and find solutions to. If you can't find solutions to it, then don't do it. But that's, why what they, just, that's what the Big Ten said today. Then we're but, not going to do it. We're not going to play non-conference games. We're going to do what we can control. Well they, well, they have looked into it, whether Oregon would be willing to live by the same protocols that they're living by, and whether, whether they can do it either in the jurisdiction, the governmental jurisdiction in which they exist, or, and if they can, if they can match those two things up, then why not play? So I, you think the Big Ten is punching themselves in the face for no reason? I don't understand why. Because they're costing I mean, themselves I get, money. I get, I get the primary, those two things. I understand it kind of, but I, I, I think that there might be solutions that are available if possible. If they're not possible, then, then don't do it. But if they are, why not? You know, if, the, if, 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 it's, if you can, I, I don't know. I mean, I keep saying the same thing over again, but. I don't understand why that can't be looked into, especially with major programs like Ohio State and Oregon, who and those two have plenty of funding, plenty of backing to be able to be as safe as possible when it comes to testing. I don't know about the local governments. I know in Ohio, in Oregon, they've been fairly stringent with some of their policies up there.
All right, we are live in Vineyard at Little Caesars, 554 North Mill Road. It's right off of I-15, right by the brand-new Megaplex. Come uh, come grab a hot-and-ready pizza, uh, and everybody loves Little Caesars, man. It's the best. They're uh, going to bring back their When the Jazz Win, You Win promotion when the Jazz season resumes, which we're very excited about. But this is a brand-new location. We're getting the word out. It's the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone Band of the Day today, the Scorpions. Did you pick today's, uh, Austin? Yeah, Austin. Oh, Gordon picked today's. Okay. Oh, uh, it, is, it, it, was, it, was, it was Austin's idea, but I concurred. Brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artists inside at Live Nation. Dot com. Gordon, you have a column up, sltrib.com, talking about Larry Scott. Let's get into it. All right. How do you want to start? Oh, I, I just kind of give us a, an overview of the column, I suppose, and what uh, motivated its uh, conception. Well, uh, I uh, have been reading about uh, a movement within the, the, the PAC-12 uh, to uh, end Larry Scott's contract early. His contract runs through till the summer of 2022, and uh, many people don't want him to be leading the charge that long. So there's been talk behind the scenes of uh, discontinuing his contract, buying him out, essentially. And I, I think there's reason for that. The Pac-12 has gone from a, a conference that, uh, well, saw itself as at the top of the heap in college sports uh, to a league that's at the bottom of the P5 now. The schools in the league are getting $15 million less per school than the uh, SEC and $20 million less per school than the Big Ten. And the the network situation has been a disaster for the Pac-12. Uh, the distribution problems there—it's still only in 18 million homes. I mean, that, that that's that's unbelievable. It's been a failure, and this has all been at the leadership. Not to mention, all we could go down the list, Jake, and talk about all the problems from the officiating to to uh, uh, administrative stuff. And Larry Scott has been at the head of it. He got Utah into the Pac-12 around here. That's uh, That was really good news. But other than that, uh, there's, there have been too many major mistakes made by him. And it, 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 part of this is triggered because he announced last week uh, via email that uh, staffers would uh, be taking pay cuts. And he took a pay cut as well, but he's poor guy is all the way down to 4.7 million a year rough you know 
Rough. Uh, he's still, I think, the highest paid commissioner in all of college sports. Even after the cut, huh? Yeah. So I, I just think it's time for them to follow up on what, what the talk is now, and that is getting rid of the guy. Well, I, I think it's an interesting problem that Larry has created for himself, right? Because well, the coronavirus he, thing has made it worse, but that's made – you can't blame him for that. It's made everybody's situation worse. But the Pac-12 is not very well positioned to handle it. Well, let me say, I, I don't think the coronavirus uh, has anything to do with this discussion. I really don't. Um, because here's the, here's the big thing facing the Pac-12, and Larry Scott very much did this is he went all in on retaining all of the Pac-12 network, right? He refused to to sell, you know, thinking that he could generate revenue through that network. That was a failure. That was that was not a success. So now basically you've got this this negotiation of rights coming up in 2022 and because the Pac-12 network was not a success, it's all depending on that. Right. Oh. I mean, that is the most that is the biggest deal to face the Pac-12 since its expansion by far. And so the question I think that the presidents and chancellors have to ask themselves, Gordon, is, is this the guy that I want pulling the strings for that decision? Right. Has he earned enough credibility to lead us through that decision? through the next round, because they're going to have to sell off part of the Pac-12 network. That's happening. Like, there's there's no way that the status quo is going to be allowed to to proceed. So how do they do that? Who do they do that to? What do they do with their television rights? What do they do with their streaming rights, which are going to be a bigger deal by then? These are all huge, huge revenue decisions. And so I thought your column was interesting because... It, it illustrated of a lot of, of Larry's failures in a sense that, Gordon, have you encountered, and maybe you have, but have you encountered a, a commissioner who has been more out of touch with his yeah. own perception? Because the 12% the, the salary increase is absolutely an insult and a slap in the face. And I'm not surprised that John Canzano uh, got some, uh, you, you know, some grumbling that you referred to in your column from people who work for, for the Pac-12 because that's nothing. Come on. Come on, Larry. And, and, and for PR reasons alone, he should have given up at least half his salary because he's got this perception that he, is, uh, he doesn't care, that he's above it all. Right down to remember when he was getting heat for spending all that money, Gordon, and he stayed in that lavish suite in Las Vegas is basically yes. a middle finger to everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's crazy. So, you know, I think, I think that's why the, the hot seat is heating up a little, Gordon, because they've got to figure out if Larry's the guy. And if he's not, they've got to move quickly. Well, he's not the guy. And uh, I thought it was interesting that John reported that, uh, that Larry, had, when he was hired in 2009, he was given a $1.9 million loan by the Pac-12. He used yep. it uh, in part to buy a house and uh, has not paid that back. And what does that say to you? Right. It says entitlement, right? And in that email that I referenced earlier, Scott uh, indicated that uh, the moves that they were making, namely cutting other people's salaries, would, quote, provide us with the maximum flexibility to manage the crisis before us and the best opportunity to emerge as strong as possible, end quote. And 
that's what every bad business leader who makes bad decisions that ends up costing people their jobs and salary, that's what they say when the damage is already done. Yeah. Right? And his his cut, I mean, it's it's a it's a it's a good chunk of money, but he's he's still he's making four point seven million or whatever it is. Uh it's just somewhere in that neighborhood. And uh, other people who are making far, far less are losing a percentage of their salaries. And they're trying, they have to commute into downtown San Francisco and live in the Bay Area to even make ends meet at all. What, and what the heck is the Pac-12 doing in uh, office space that they have to pay $8.1 million for every year? Well, and then you just compare it to other conferences, which I know you you have, and and what they choose to do, and it's 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 ludicrous. I mean, it's it is it's entitled, Gordon, and maybe maybe Larry's trying to to cast some sort of image. I know part of the motivation for putting it in San Francisco was to partner with uh, with tech companies in the tech industry, but you know it didn't happen, or it hasn't happened. And if you're well, you uh, can partner with tech companies in San Jose. You know. Oh no, I, I, mean, I, I completely agree. They, they can partner with tech companies in Salt Lake City. Yeah. I mean, there's 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 no reason whatsoever for them to be in downtown San Francisco. Oh. And uh, you know, the SEC seems to do just fine. And where their office is, Gordon, it's in the middle of nowhere. They're paying a I fraction was, of that. I will say this: I communicated with a former school president, and I won't give the name. And uh, that school president uh, just was ripping Larry Scott left and right. Just thinks he's been a joke. And that really stayed with me. Uh I I I he said it's one thing to put up with somebody's arrogance and uh, lack of self-awareness if they're doing a great job. Yeah. But if they're doing a crappy job and your conference is suffering and your individual member institutions are suffering and the University of Utah is suffering from a standpoint, it's better than it was, but it's nowhere near as good as it could be. And that's because of bad decisions made by Larry Scott. Yeah, you I'm sorry. Though, I don't like I don't like calling for guys jobs. And that's I'm not in the business of doing that. But when somebody is making decisions that's hurting the greater good, I, I think you've got to say it. And I don't know how else you can pronounce that other than to say. Uh, way in the negative side that Larry Scott has come up short. Well, you know, Gordon, you know I never like to look way into the future and get down rabbit holes. That's not that's not something I do. I don't take things to to the extreme uh, ever. But Mm-mm. if some of these financial problems aren't fixed, you know, getting rid of all the other noise, if some of these, if, if the Pac-12 does not start distributing more cash to its universities, those major universities that are, that are produ- you know, uh, their value produces a lot of that cash, they're going to look around. They're going to yeah. look somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and that may seem unthinkable because, of course, USC has always been in the Pac-10, Pac-8, whatever. Uh, uh, why, they would never go anywhere. Yeah, they would. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if another conference came calling and said, hey, I'm going to, you know, double your payday or whatever the case may be. You know, Big 12, they don't distribute funds evenly. So what if the Big 12 came out uh, after some of the Pac-12's big dogs and say, hey, listen, we'll give you we'll give you more than uh, your fair share uh, of take from the revenue like they do already with Texas. I mean, you know, these these 
upcoming negotiations have mighty, mighty ramifications. And well, I don't I have a whole it, lot of faith in, in Larry Scott at the moment. I, obviously, you don't either. Yeah. I find it somewhat ironic that at one point the Pac-10 under Larry Scott's leadership was trying to, uh, you know, uh, eat alive the Big 12 with some of their marquee schools. And uh, that didn't work. And so now look at what's going on with the Pac-12 where they are now finding themselves vulnerable because of their weak position in the marketplace. And it's well, because of bad decisions. Maybe we should have, you know, hindsight being 2020, Gordon, maybe we should have uh, known uh, a little bit more about Larry Scott during that uh, that Big 12 fiasco. Because in theory, that was a great idea, right? I mean, you know, that that's a way to expand your footprint and add to these, these legacy brands. And I, I actually kind of like the aggressive nature of it. He's the one who kind of started it. Uh, but, the, but the truth of the matter is, in the situation, he got played. He got, yeah. I mean, he got played by Texas. And... Uh, you know, like we and they settled. I say settled. I don't mean for that to be so negative, but they settled with Utah. And uh, that was the greatest thing to happen to Utah athletics ever. So Utah is certainly happy with the, the byproduct of that of that situation. But even that where he act, he weirdly gets credit for it almost. Even that was a failure. Well, like you said, it ended up being a nice uh, move for the, for the Utes. Uh, and that's terrific, and it has improved their programs and their bottom line, uh, but but on the whole, not relative to what other conferences have done. So I'm happy for the Utes, and that university belongs in a, a P5 league, but uh, the, uh, the Pac-12 has vastly underperformed. And I don't know what else. You, you can say that there are other aspects to a college athletic experience. And, you know, we talked about it yesterday with what Stanford was doing, dropping some sports. Well, the so-called Conference of Champions has done really well in some of those lesser sports. But in the big sports, the sports that make the money, that's where they have fallen short, both competitively and it's reflected in recruiting. It's reflected in a, a lot of aspects, retaining coaches. I mean, there have been things that the Pac-12 has turned into sort of this this pile of mess. It's just a mess. And so uh, other leagues look at them and go, what the, what the hell are you guys doing over there? It's not good. They are not positioned well. And that that gets back to leadership. And it, now, it's let been me, poor. Can you uh, can I ask you a question? Maybe we ponder this during the break and, and get to it on the other side. Is Larry Scott's decision-making, poor leadership, financial, et cetera, et cetera, has that led to the downturn on the football field, which I know you, you talked about a little bit in your column as well. I want to get your opinion on that. Is his poor leadership or, or is the kind of downturn in football, should that reflect on Larry Scott? Well, it depends. You want me to answer it now, or you want no? To get let's to let's it? get to it on let's get to it on the other side, where we okay. have a couple of minutes where we can we can dive into it because I'm right. I'm curious to get your response. Uh, that's coming up next. We're it's li- we're live on the big show out here in Vineyard. We're at the Little Caesars location, a beautiful location, a new location, 554 North Mill Road. And uh, Gordon, if folks don't want to, uh, you know, come in, no problem. They got a drive-through, pretty sweet drive-through. Actually, uh, real easy to uh, to drop by and get your pies. So, fi- uh, of course, five dollar hot and ready pizzas, what they're famous for. 
and uh, and yeah, they're they're delicious. I could eat one right now, Gordon. In fact, Austin ate one for lunch. I know. I feel I'm feeling sadly left out, and uh, that's why I need you to bring me one. All right, buddy. Well, you know uh, what kind of what kind of tip am I looking at? <laughs> I'll wait and see how the service is, and then uh, I'll decide from there. What what what's your go to uh, pizza delivery tip? Is it is it usually a solid amount with you, or do you do the percentage with the pizza guy? I I, I bring this this question up because I I debate this in my own mind all the time. I give him what's in my pocket. Well, what and if that's thirty five cents and some lint? Well, it's not that. <laughs> I'm not going to insult anybody. I believe people. Deserve a little something for their effort, especially if it shows up in order and on time. Okay. So whatever's in your pocket. Wait, wait. What if it's the other way? What if it's like 200 bucks? I gave someone a tip the other day, and the tip called for was uh, was considerably less. And uh, That sounds like I'm bragging, doesn't it? I, it I don't does mean sound it a little that, like you're that, bragging. No, but that's what I had. <laughs> the, the tip was the, – the appropriate tip was – was half of what I gave them because that's the only bill I had. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Now, All right. you can ask, did you ask for change? And I'm not going to answer it. So you did ask for change. I might have asked for change. He didn't have any, so I said keep it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the decision was made for you in a kind of way. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. All right. I could have torn right, the they- bill in half. Stay tuned. We'll uh, we'll continue this Pac-12 conversation next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Town! Turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at Zebra Res. A clean home is a healthy home. And right now, Zebra Res is cleaning carpets for $33 per room. Mention uh, Jake Scott here at The Zone. When you call and you'll get a fourth room for free. Call Zebra Res today to schedule your cleaning. We're live today in Vineyard at Little Caesars Pizza, 554 North Mill Road. They are open and uh, making pies. Come grab a $5 hot and ready, of course. And don't forget about the promotion when the jazz season Starts rolling again when the Jazz win, you win. Uh, free pizza from Little Caesars. And uh, basically, it's a buy one, get one when the Jazz win. So uh, awesome. Excited to be here. Uh, come by and see us and uh, come by and say hello. All right, uh, Gordon, I, I posed a question to you before the break. Uh, no doubt that uh, the Pac-12 uh, only re- representing twice in the college football playoff, um, not having a national championship, certainly in football. Uh, they've been perceived to be down the last few years. We talked uh, in the previous segment about your column and the issues uh, Larry Scott has had running the league. Uh, are the two connected? I think they are. Um, I don't know to what degree, and I don't. I can't give you specific examples, but it, it, it stands to reason when every Big Ten school is getting $20 million more than every Pac-12 school that uh, each year, that that would have some impact 
on what your program is able to accomplish. And we have seen the drop-off in that regard, certainly in football in the Pac-12. So, Gordon, I don't necessarily disagree because your logic there is, is of course, sound. More money means more resources, making it easier to succeed. I'm just not sure. Or do you think? Whole- or do you think? Do you think, Jake, that it's a situation where you say, "Well, a person, uh, you know, two things that are happening that may not necessarily be bridged." So I, I guess my my point here would be I think it's a, there's more of an equation to the downturn in football that is not connected to Larry Scott. I so listen so listen here. Is it Larry Scott's problem that USC has con- has punched itself in the groin repeatedly over the last <laughs> decade? You know, is, is I don't think that's late. The, the problem that the Pac-12 has had is they're big dogs, they're blue bloods, their uh, version of Ohio State. You know, Alabama uh, haven't done it. Oklahoma, they haven't done anything. You know, Oregon was good uh, there for for a, a long time, right? And then it petered out under Helfrich, and then they hadn't been the same. Hopefully they're on the, the trajectory back up. But the traditional big dog, USC, I mean, it's it's been one catastrophe after another over and over again. Their, their poor AD hires have, have had long-lasting effects. It's really amazing. And I have a tough time blaming that on on larry scott so i'm a little torn on the issue because i get what you're saying you know mel tucker goes to michigan state for a gazillion dollars and colorado could never afford to match that you know that that sucks but i don't know if that's the whole story well and the same thing with mike leach he said he that the resources available to him at mississippi state are considerably in excess of what was happening at Washington State. So, but there are there's a whole layer after layer of of channels that that money has to go through in order to make it effective uh, at the ground level. And so maybe both things are true. Maybe it has had some effect, but maybe it's not the only reason. Because I mean, it, the Pac-12 in its depth and quality of football programs, Gordon, I, I put it up against most any other league. You know, as, as as when in regards to number of good football programs, I mean, the Pac-12 is good, right? How many bad football programs are in the Pac-12? Colorado has been a bad football program, but even they won a division one year. You know, Arizona has been a pretty bad football program. Oregon State, you know, but everybody else has had some success. You know, I, I think that's somewhat on par with the rest of the leagues out there. Their, their top dogs have just been inconsistent, and it's been – different universities right the the parody has hurt them in this perception uh which is is weird and feels backwards because i'd like to see more parody in college football but in this case that parody is working against them because their well, as much is weak because they don't have a, a big dominant program well as much as uh i complain at times about how much college coaches make if a school is getting 15 or 20 million dollars more every year and that enables you to hire a higher quality coach who can make a difference in your program, but you don't have that money because you're not getting it, uh, that could have a fairly major effect on a program. What about universities, though, that don't have that m- money because they're mismanaging it? Because yeah, there's they, a lot of that, that exists, in the Pac-12, yeah. too. 
That, I mean, it's tough for me to feel bad for UCLA because they've they've really managed their their finances poorly. This is actually an advantage uh, that Utah has had in the Pac-12, Gordon. And I didn't expect to to talk about this, but this is so Utah went from an athletic to pro, a program that made a, a dollar out of a dime, right? In the mountain mm-hmm. in the Mountain West, competing with the the big dogs at a fraction of the of the resources. And then you you form some habits when you have to do that, right? And you apply those habits when the revenue goes up, and that's an advantage for Utah. They're not their athletic department is not underwater, right? Where the Pac twelve, some of these established teams are used to these paydays and have mismanaged funds so badly now that something like uh COVID nineteen hits and they're like, Holy cow, we're we're in real trouble. You know, that's in a weird way an advantage Utah has because they had good fiscal habits criticize chris hill all you want for not expanding the stadium but he was going to make sure that that wasn't going to be a reckless action so it's kind of a an interesting byproduct but um there certainly has been some financial mismanagement out there that hasn't helped but i mean who has ucla for example missed on hiring where they uh you know they they gave chip kelly a ton of money right so is that a problem yeah, I was, necessarily there? I thought, I thought about Chip Kelly when you brought the question up. I mean, he's supposed to be a good coach, right? But, I mean, think about what would happen if UCLA could hire, you know, Dabo Swinney or somebody like that. I mean, obviously there aren't very many of those types. But Well, Chip was Dabo Swinney, though. Maybe not to that extent, but remember when Chip was the – Rule in the roost to college football coaches, or maybe not. Yeah, but you, but key, you get what I mean. The key word in what you just said is the word was. Right, right, right. But is that because Chip Kelly forgot how to coach, or is that because of some other systemic issue at UCLA? Or was it because Uncle Phil wasn't standing behind him anymore? Right, right. 100%. So. There are. I don't know. There it's, are a, different it's a delicate layers, there, question. Yeah, there are different layers of leadership. But I, I eventually I always get to the top, and I, I think there is some shared blame there. All right, our uh, college football insider Josh Parcell is going to join the show coming up next. Uh, reports are trickling out about uh, other conferences following suit with the Big Ten uh, in playing conference-only games. We'll get Josh's thoughts on uh, that and much more. And, in fact, uh, yeah, we'll talk to Josh coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.